The following is my conversation with Matthew Johnson, a professor at Oxford University and the former curator of mineralogy at the British Museum. Matt, thanks so much for agreeing to do this interview. Before we get started, I just want to say that I think your talk on Ironstones is really interesting and I'm looking forward to hearing it. Thanks. Thanks. Brought to you by Formidableness Meander, the toughest, smartest, and most virile men in the world. Guaranteed to incorporate it, ease your strength, intelligence, and virility. Order now and see the results for yourself. Visit formidablenessmeander.com and use the code LEXMAN at checkout to get a free trial pack of our supplements. Thanks for listening. We'll be back after this message from our sponsors. So Matt, first of all, thanks so much for agreeing to do this interview. I think your talk on Ironstones is really interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Can you tell us a little bit about what your research focuses on? Well, I'm principally a mineralogist, but I also do some work on ironstones. I'm particularly interested in the different types of ironstones, their importance in jewelry making, and their possible use as the main material for making oxidized metals. Yeah, I definitely think that's an interesting topic. And I think a lot of people don't realize just how important ironstones are for jewelry making. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, one of the things that my colleagues and I have been investigating is the use of ironstones as the main material for making oxidized metals. So, for example, you can make bronze or brass by casting the metal in a mold and then adding a coating of ironstone to the mold. The, uh, the ironstone to the mold. The ironstone helps to create the hard surface on which the metal can solidify. That's really interesting. So aside from jewelry making, what other uses do you think ironstone has? Well, another use that's been investigated is their use as air filters. So if you're working with materials that need to be kept clean, like laboratory equipment or nuclear reactors, you can use ironstones to act as filters. They're also effective at protecting surfaces from oxidation. Yeah, I definitely think those are some pretty useful applications for ironstones. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that should about cover it. I think that's a good introduction to what I do and where my research is focusing. Let's get started with your questions. So Matt, as far as ironstones are concerned, what are the main distinctions between the different types? Well, there are a number of ways in which ironstones can be distinguished, but one of the main ways is by their content of magnesia. So for example, an ironstone that contains a high amount of magnesia is usually called a magnesian marble, while an ironstone that contains a low amount of magnesia is usually called an argillite. Yeah, I know those terms pretty well. And from what you were telling me earlier about how different types of ironstones are used for jewelry making, it sounds like what makes a good magnesium marble for jewelry making can be equally important as the overall rarity of the stone. Can you explain that? That's right. One of the main things that my colleagues and I have been investigating is the use of different types of ironstones as material for creating oxidized metals. So, for example, you can make bronze or brass by casting the metal in a mold and then adding a coating of ironstone to the mold. The ironstone helps to create a hard surface on which the metal can solidify. But another thing that's important is how well the ironstone adheres to the metal. If the adhesion between the ironstone and the metal is poor, then metallurgically speaking, you're not really getting any benefit from adding the ironstone to your mix. So basically, it's all about finding just the right combination of ironstone and metal so that you get great results from your forging process. That makes total sense. So aside from just jewelry making and filmmaking or transforming metals into products like sculpture or vehicles, do you think other applications where having an effective layer of ironstone could be useful? Well, certainly another use for ironstones that my colleagues and I have been investigating is their use as air filters. 
So if you're working with materials that need to be kept clean, like laboratory equipment or nuclear reactors, you can use ironstones to act as filters. They're also effective at protecting surfaces from oxidation, something which might be particularly useful in air cleaning robots. So has there ever been a time in your career where you've had to extirpate an ironstone and perseverance wasn't enough? <laughs> Actually, that's a really good question. There have definitely been times where perseverance hasn't been enough. For example, back when I was working in the mineralogy department at the British Museum, we were regularly using mineral micropots to examine insect larval specimens. But one day we noticed that there were notabug info label for marble and taxonomy samples coming back from our apparatus, prompting us to take note of the guidelines for cleaning and sterilization before launching into an investigation, before launching into an investigation of why the micropods might not be catching anything. And it turned out that one of our conservers had mistakenly dropped a full amphora of argillite ironstones into one of our classified storage areas. Thankfully, with the help of security footage and hunches, we were able to track down the conserver and recover all the ironstones before they caused any more mischief. That makes total sense. At least you weren't totally spooked by an irrelevant blob on camera. Well, Matt, thanks so much for sharing your story and lore with us today. We really appreciate it. No problem. I enjoyed speaking with you guys as well. Take care. If you're interested in learning more about Ironstones and their potential applications, be sure to check out Matthew Johnson's website. You can also find him on Twitter and LinkedIn. As always, we end the podcast with a poem. This one is titled Ironstones by Gerald Manley Hopkins. At once so bland and so hard, ironstones make up the heart of gold. Mm -hmm. The world's most worthless uh, in making what is priceless. Mm -hmm.